This is the Green Student Ministries Middle School podcast of the Chapel in Green. We are committed to our students being known, knowing Jesus, and becoming kingdom workers. We hope this podcast serves to encourage, challenge, and to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is Green Student Ministries. So we are starting a brand new series this morning, and it is called The Clare. And I'm really, really excited about this. I've been looking forward to this series most of the summer um, just because the interns, Alan and Erica, they've been able to, to speak with you guys. We've been, we've been walking through parables. Um, we had Mikey in here. We had Justice in here. And so like, that's a lot of fun to have them speak. But I also want to let you guys know that I, like, I really miss being up here with you guys on Sunday morning. Um, I love getting to dig into God's word with all of you. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do. Um, so thanks for allowing me to do this, um, and thanks for being here even. And so let's, let's jump in. Um, before, we, before we open God's word this morning, um, just a reminder, I want to encourage all of you, um, bring a Bible on Sunday morning. Like bring, bring a, f- a physical Bible. I know that some of you are like, well, I have it on my phone um, or whatever, but the, the main thing is, um, we're trying to get away from that. We're trying to, to pull phones out of here. Basically, the big thing, if you saw it on the screen even, of like, hey, no phones in here um, on Sunday morning. Like, bring, bring a Bible. And the reason is not because we hate technology or, or whatever, but it's, it's just the fact that I see time and time again, we get distracted um, when we have our phones in our hands um, or, or an iPod or, or something that we get notifications or where there's games available. And so like, as we are jumping into this, even, and, and I think that hopefully as we, as we look at this series over the next three weeks, this will convince us even more of the importance of, of when we're here, of engaging with God's word um, and trying not to do things that are going to be like distracting um, or, or things that, that pull our attention away from hearing um, from God's word and, and the things that he wants to teach us this morning. So I have a question for you guys. How many of you have ever been to a garage sale? Garage sale. Oh, that's a lot of you. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is way more than I thought. This is great. How many of you have ever like been a part of a garage sale where like your parents sold stuff? And we have some garage selling fanatics in here. How many of you, your parents, like, they wake up early on Saturday morning to go garage sailing? Okay, a couple of you. That's, that's kind of what I had expected. Garage sailing, it's not anything that happens on a lake. Um, sailing, ha, huh, boat. That's right. I knew you missed me and all my bad jokes. No, what I am saying is garage sale. You go out, you leave early in the morning, and you go to, like, every garage sale imaginable, and you finagle and haggle and all the other double G words, and you, and you ask for, like, good prices on things that people have found in their basement that they haven't used in 80 years. It's amazing. Um, I will tell you, probably the best garage sale sign that I ever saw, um, I was with Brittany, and we were driving around, and there was a sign that said, Grandpa Finally Died Sale. And so... Yes, that is a real garage sale sign that I saw. I just wanted to let all of you know that that happened. So here's the deal. Here's why I bring up garage sailing, all right? The best part about a garage sale is the fact that you can get stuff that was once very expensive for very, very cheap, all right? And the other thing, too, if any of you, for those of you that raise your hand that you're like a part of a garage sale, if you've ever been a part of the pricing process where you look at the things that you hold dear and you're like, I love this thing, but I have to get rid of it. What should we sell it for? And your mom's like, 25 cents. And you're like, well, that's an insult. This is a first edition. What are you talking about? And so 
There's like this thing that happens when you're trying to price out all of the items for a garage sale where there's kind of this like inner struggle where you're like, you feel like this thing is, is worth way more than what you're pricing it for. The worst is whenever people try to haggle down from like a dollar. It's like, hey, you can get 10 of these books that I never read for a dollar. And then the person walks up to your table and they're like, I have a quarter. Would you take that? Like, what are you going to, you tell them no. Like the fact that they even came and picked up all the books is like, you know what, just take it. And I don't, I don't even want the quarter. Just, you can just have them. So you end up making like no money when you have a garage sale and you have small things like that. But here's the deal with that. There are these things in our lives that we like, we place value on, right? That may not be that valuable in, in reality. We have this, this weird way about us. Like who in here um, has like a dollar bill in their pocket? Does anybody? Can you, somebody get out a dollar bill and just like hold it up, hold it up in the air. I just wanna, I wanna see it. There we go. Okay, here's a dollar. Can I borrow this just really fast? I promise I'll give it back. Um, you could have 10 books, 10 books for this. Just saying, you take it or leave it. So like, this is a, why is this worth a dollar? <laughs> because that's what it is. But like, but what is, but, but what is this? It's a piece of paper. Why isn't this worth a dollar? I love this. I love this. Why is, yeah, why couldn't I just like cut this out and maybe like, Right, like ones in the corner. Also, that's called counterfeiting. Don't do that. Um, that's not good. But why is this? This is a dollar. This is worth, worth one dollar because somebody says that it is. Like the government. Because the government says it's worth a dollar. This was long before our time. This was a long time ago. All right? If you have, if you have a $20 bill, right? It's literally the same size. Why is it worth more? Just think about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here, I'll give this back to you. Because it's more pretty. It has more colors on it. That's not why. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We give, we give value to things that we believe are worthwhile. We, we give things their worth by how much, even internally, in our minds and in our hearts, we value that thing, right? Because even like something as silly as um, something that you find in your garage that maybe is only technically worth a dollar, but you look at it and you're like, this was my first pair of roller skates. I learned how to roller skate on these. These are worth a thousand dollars to me in my heart. Like, isn't that weird how that works? Is that the, like value and worth and those things, how they all kind of interconnect and, and play off of, of one another? And so we're gonna talk about this, that this morning because we're digging into this series where we're gonna be looking at worship, all right? At our worship. And here's the deal. When we think about, okay, well, what is, what is worship? All right, here's, this is really funny. Um, worship actually comes from an old word and it's worth-ship but it just sounds like somebody with a lisp trying to say worship, and they're saying worth, worth-ship, worth-ship. So if you say that, everybody say that really fast. Worth, worth-ship, worth-ship. <laughs> it's literally saying worship, but with a th, all right? So here's, here's what it means when you, when you worship, all right? Let's look at this. When you worship, it's, it, it is, you are declaring 
worth or value of that thing. Worship is literally saying, I, I am worship, and as I worship this, I am giving what I'm worshiping value. I am, I am declaring that it is worthwhile, that it is, it is of value. Does that make sense to you guys? So when I, when I, when I praise and, and worship something other than God, like let's say there are some of you who are like, oh my gosh, people have used this phrase before, like, I worship that band. They're so amazing. Like, you're saying like, oh my gosh, I am giving them value and I am describing to them, like ascribing to them, this is something that is extremely important. All right? And so here's, here's how this works. If you guys have your Bible, um, go ahead and flip, um, go ahead and flip to the book of Psalms. Actually, it's book of Psalms. Yeah, book of Psalms. Um, and we can, we can even throw that, throw that up there. We're going to be in Psalm 103. Psalm 103. So here's the deal as well. When we think about, about worship or, or worship, whenever we, we declare something as worthwhile or worthy, we're also, there's a lot of saying, things that we're saying, but another thing that we're saying when we worship something is we're saying, like, this is worth my time. Have you guys ever heard that phrase? Like, it is, it is worth my time to be here this morning, or it is worth my time because time is something that you spend. Time is something that you have that you can say, I'm going to give to this because I believe that it is worthwhile. I'm saying worth a lot, all right? So I want you guys to, to track with me here this morning. Worship is something extremely important to the church, to us on Sunday morning. And so when we say things like the whole reason that we gather together on a Sunday morning is so that we can worship God, then we're saying we come together on a Sunday morning so we can declare who God is. We declare his value in the singing of songs. That's funny. That's why we call them worship songs. These are songs literally declaring who God is. That's what a good worship song does. A worship song declares the worth of God. And so then we say, okay, well, how do we get God's worth? How do I know that? And we run to this. We run to his word. And we read it together and we look at it. And so then everything we do on Sunday morning, from, from the songs to, to this, to the message, to ev everything, can point back and we can say, look at how good God is. So this is, this is Psalm 103, and this is David who writes this, King David, all right, lived a really long time ago, um, and yeah, that's all, that's all the, time, the time I even have to go into that. Here we go. Let me read this for you guys. This is, this is David writing. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So he says, forget not all his benefits, and then he, he immediately begins to list them. Forget not all his benefits. Right, so this is what God does. Who forgives all your iniquity, all your sin. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
Think about that, all right? This is describing who God is. What does God do? He, he, heals, he heals us. He forgives our sins. He rescues us. He saves our lives from the pit. And not only that, he doesn't just save us, right? But then in verse four, it says, then he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. So he's, he takes us from nothing and gives us everything. This is what God can do for us. Let's keep going. Verse six. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He sees you. He sees those of us that are beaten down, that are oppressed, that feel like we've got nowhere to go. He sees you and he works justice for all. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. This is something he's been doing from the very beginning. He's been doing this for all of time. Verse eight, this is one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Let me read that one more time. Verse eight, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. This is describing who God is. So when we sing to him, when we worship, when we declare, we say, well, then what should I declare? And we only have to look here to say what he says about himself even, who God is. It continues, he will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. That's mercy and that's grace, that verse. That he, he doesn't, because of Jesus, he does not give us what we deserve. He gives us life when, we, when we've, already, we've already brought death on ourselves. Verse 11, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. So when we say, okay, what is worship? What is worship? When we declare God's worth, we declare that he's worthy, we declare who he is, we declare what he's done. And so our worship it does a lot of things, right? Like, so for a lot of us, how many of you, you like, you guys love music? How many of you love music? Like listening to music, playing music, anything. How many of you guys love dancing or any, like anything like that? You keep your hands up. That's a lot of people, right? How many of you, whenever a song comes on, even if you're the worst dancer in the whole world, you can't help but kind of give it one of these. Okay, all right. For, some of you know that I am horrible at dancing, but I will dance until I sweat through my shirt, okay? I will, I, will, I will dance until, I have, I, until the sun comes up and I, and I will be bad at it for forever, all right? Because music is something that moves me, all right? It's something, and, and the crazy thing is that I think for some of us, music, songs, lyrics, those types of things, somehow it does something to us or communicates something to us that like regular words might not be able to. 
Like a really, really good song is something that takes a, a, a concept that is, that is complex or, or even something that, that spans kind of across humanity that we all experience and it boils it down into like four lines of, of words that rhyme with like a beat behind it and like you cry to it, all right? It's crazy to think about. And, and the cool thing is that there's, there's music and songs all over scripture, right? Like from the very beginning in, in Genesis 2, whenever Adam and Eve are in the garden, right? Adam's all alone and God says, all right, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make Eve. And so he puts Adam to sleep, he makes Eve, he wakes Adam up. The, the very first thing that we have recorded in scripture is actually Adam's song in scripture for when he sees Eve. He's like, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Like, I don't know if it had like, if it was like reggae or if it was like hip hop or what was going on. I don't know what was happening with the beat. What, like, what we, what we have here, this is, it's like, it's poetry. It's a song. Because whenever he opened his eyes and he saw Eve for the very first time, like the only thing he could do was like, oh, like he just started singing. Like it was a natural response. All right. Ladies, if, you're, if a guy doesn't do that for you, you just leave, all right? If the first time they see you, they don't just open their mouth and start singing, all right? Because they're just so amazed by you. It's not worth your time, all right? It's not worth it. That was also kind of a joke, all right? But you guys are worth it. I said worth again. So here's the deal. All through scripture, if you guys, if you guys were just to even open the rest of the book of Psalms, it's a big book, all right? There's a lot of chapters, like even in just, if you flip from 103 and you just go back even like, like 10 chapters, there's, there's all of these verses about, about singing. Psalm 92, it's good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name. Um, Come, let us sing songs to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. That's verse, or chapter 95. We read chapter 96 about ascribe to the Lord the glory and strength due his name. Um, if you keep going, 98, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Verse four, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. We need somebody that can play trumpet. All right, get up here. Here we go. All right, number, verse, chapter 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Bless his name. Give thanks to him, for he is good, and his love endures forever. Like, it, it just keeps going. 104 verse 33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing in praise to my God while I have being. 105, sing to him, sing praises to him. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence. Continue. Like I could go on, like I could have taken literally all like 30 minutes that I stand up here and just, and just gone through and read off all the times that, that God's word commands us and tells us to sing. Make a joyful noise. Here's the deal. Worship is not like an optional thing, all right? I think a lot of us treat it that way. A lot of us see worship as like, well, I'm not the best singer, or, or my least favorite and the worst idea of all time is like, I'm a man and men don't sing, all right? You can just get that out of here, all right? Because that's ridiculous. Most of these Psalms written by David, who is probably the strongest dude that most of us would ever meet in our entire lives, it's crazy, all right? Exactly. Just like that. Worship is something that, that we are called to do. And here's the deal. When we worship, something happens. When we, when we declare who God is, when we say and we sing together, there is something happening 
whenever we do that together. It's, it's amazing. Worship centers us on God. Because here's what worship does. This is very important. Listen to this. Worship is a declaration of who God is, what he has done, and then who he has made us to be. Let me read that again. Worship is a declaration of who God is, what he has done, and who he has made us to be. Did you guys catch that? We can go, we can go to the next, next slide. So here's my question for you guys today. And I think everybody in here needs to answer this. Not out loud, but I want you to, to seriously think this through. All right? Think this through. What is God worth to you? Seriously. What is God worth to you? And that's a question I'm asking all of you, even all the dudes in the back, everybody. Did you guys time that? That was amazing. <laughs> all right. What is God worth to you? Because I think a lot of you in here would say like, well, God's worth everything. But then I would push back and say, okay, well, do your actions show that? If you say God is worth everything to you, then why do you stand in the back of the room and when we're singing and worshiping, you sit there with your hands in your pockets and you talk to your friends and you don't even participate? Because I, like, I see that, like every Sunday. Like I, I'm literally like 20 feet away from you. It's not like I don't see what's happening. I see it. And so for those of you who would say, God is, God's worth everything. Yeah. I would say, then do your actions show that? Because here's the deal. When you walk in here on a Sunday morning, whether or not you had a good week or a bad week, God is still worthy. And he is deserving of your praise deserving of your worship. The thing that I found too is that if I haven't had a good week and I walk in, it is sometimes difficult to engage and to say, okay, I'm gonna sing. Cause like, but it's not about if you're feeling it or not. Worship is not all about a feeling. It's the fact that God is God and he's deserving of our songs and our praise and our worship. And worship is more than just music and songs, but I, I, just, I just really wanna, wanna hit that hard this morning because here's the deal. Your answer does not change who God is, but it will change everything about you. What is God worth to you? Your answer does not change who God is, which is a comforting thought, but it will change everything about you. It will if you let it. So that's kind of where I'm going to leave us this morning. But before I end, I want to read this. This is really cool. Um, I asked Dan Hanchi, who is our worship leader um, in the main room. Um, I was just like, hey, what is, what is worship to you? Like, can you maybe help us see over here in the middle school room? What is, what is worship? Why is it so important? What do we believe here? And I just want to read just a couple quick things from this. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But this is, this is even what, what he wrote, and I think this is cool for us to think, to think on. I love Dan. Um, I think he's a really wise guy. And yeah. He, said, he says, when we worship together, we can worship together because of the grace that God has shown to us through his son, Jesus. 
our natural response to who God is and what he's done is worship to him. The songs that we sing should always be centered around the gospel and show our love for God and our belief in him as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we worship and sing together, listen to this, this is probably my favorite part. When we worship and sing together, God's glory can be made bigger in our hearts and minds and it will cause us to do good works and acts of service. See, it's something, it's not just we sing and there it is, but when we sing together and we declare who God is and we see that and we believe it, it can change what we do and who we are. Centers us on him. This is also important. Our worship should always be more about God than about us. And so it happens on both, both ends of, of the scale. The person who stands there with their arms folded in the back and says, this isn't for me and I'm not gonna participate is just as bad as the person who says, God has gifted me so amazingly at singing and I'm the best and I'm gonna sing as loud as I can because everybody deserves to hear my amazing voice. You've both missed it because you've made it about you. So be careful where your heart's at. Our worship can be both vertical, singing to God, and also horizontal, singing about God with each other. Because sometimes the person sitting next to you may be dependent on your singing and worshiping in order to encourage them to do the same. When we sing in here, are you encouraging the person next to you to sing along, or are you encouraging them to ignore, to not pay attention, to be distracted, to talk to your neighbor, and to check out? Seriously. Because you know who you are. And I know who you are, because I see you. Like I said, I know who you are. There's something very powerful that happens when we're brought together into one place in one moment in time to worship and sing to our creator and savior together. When we gather together, we do so to join and participate in God-centered worship. And in doing this, we are actually encouraging those around us to do the same. Are you encouraging those around you to do the same? And what is God worth to you? And would your worship the way that you act, the way that you sing, would that line up with your answer to that question? Because I know for me, God is, God's everything. He's changed everything that I know. He's rescued me. And for most of you, a lot of you in here, that's you. He's rescued you. And so shouldn't our worship then be a reflection of that? So I'm gonna ask the band to come up and we're actually just gonna sing one more song. Um, we're gonna sing a song, it's called Faithful to the End. And I love, I love this. We've done it before a couple times in here, but the, the main thing is the fact that as, as this song goes and as we sing this, it is about who God is, who he's made us to be. And, and one of the main calls in the song is that I will sing of all you've done. I will sing of all you've done. And I want us to do that in here this morning because as we sing, we are declaring that God is worthy. So let me pray for us and let's do that together. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you that you are worthy. God, thank you that you are the creator. You are the sustainer. In you, we have life. God, and we would have nothing without you. I pray for those of us in this room that, that know you, that we would be encouraged all the more to sing out, to praise, to declare your name. And I pray that through our singing and through our, our praise, that those of us in here that don't know you would be challenged. 
to ask the question, God, what are you worth to me? What are you worth? And so when we sing this morning to you, like you are worth everything. We love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Green Student Ministries Middle School Podcast of the Chapel in Green. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact us at gsm.thechapel.life or follow us on Instagram at Green Student Ministries. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.